Hello and welcome to the first team profile and projection of the 2024 season. And we are starting with your 30th ranked Oakland A's ranked by you guys. Last year they finished 50 and 112, which got them fifth place in the AL West, 40 games back in the division. They ranked 30th in runs scored per games, 30th in total run differential, and 29th in runs allowed. Jake, who did these A's add? You know, we had room to add on this team, so we brought in Alex Wood, who, hey, pitching in Oakland for half a year before he gets traded like that. Trevor Gott, we're a pro Trevor pod, and Osvaldo Beto. I know we're going to talk about a lot of his upcoming season. Watch out for Toro. Abraham Toro in the infield. Miguel Andujar finds a way. Michael Kelly in the pen. They lost uh, a couple guys, too. Austin Pruitt. Tony Kemp. A free agent, as we record this, uh, Manny Pena, did you know Yuris Familia pitched 14 games for Oakland last year? I didn't, Trev, because I was focused on this young, fun lineup you've been telling all your friends about. You guys joke a little bit about it. I know they ranked very uh, at the bottom of the barrel last year, but there are some fun names that we can talk about here. Uh, Ryan Noda being one of them, patient-type guy, takes a bunch of walks. He'll probably be at the top of the lineup this year. Kind of went all over the place last year. Following him, Zach Geloff, who had a great rookie campaign. Brent Rooker, who was an all-star for the first time. Seth Brown. Shea Langoliers, big homer hitter, catcher for them. Uh, a lot of strikeouts last year, looking to get that down, but the power is real. Uh, J.J. Blade, Asturi Ruiz, who's just flying around the bases. I think I crushed that one. Abraham Toro, like you mentioned, he'll be there at third base. And then Daryl Hernice, who mm. is uh, has yet to debut. They're thinking he might be the shortstop of the future there. The bench is composed of Miguel Andujar, Aldemus Diaz, Jordan Diaz. A lot of Diaz on this team. Love that. And then Tyler Soderstrom, who came up last year, had a rough debut, but he's uh, widely regarded as one of the better prospects. He'll make his way um, definitely and contribute at some point in 2024. James, what about that bullpen, the rotation? How are they looking? The rotation's fun. You got uh, ex-Yankee J.P. Sears. They got him in the Montas trade. Paul Blackburn. Jake told you about Alex Wood. Funky Cold Luis Medina. Also, I believe, in the uh, Montas trade. And then Joe Boyle. Mm. who they got in the Sam Mall trade, I think, last year with the Reds, who mm. made his debut a little bit. Some young guys. Some young guys. Uh, looks like we've got a sixth man, uh, Osvaldo Beto, maybe? Yeah. And then um, you got Waldachuk on the IL, also ex-Yankee uh, farmhand. In the bullpen, Mason Miller slotted as the closer. Lucas, do we have him on the pronunciation street? Lucas Ursig. Ursig. Nailed it. Danny Jimenez, Kyle Muller, Trevor Gott, Sean Newcomb, Zach Johnson. So a lot of names that you, I don't know, if you really have been in baseball, you know half of them. If you're an A's fan, you, you know half of them because I think you're dying. On the inside, I feel bad for you. I feel very bad for the A's. That's what we got. Do you think the thirtieth? You think the thirtieth ranking is appropriate? No. After what happened last year, yes. I have one team who I think is going to be worse than the Oakland A's this year. 
you may see them next on our TPPs. You'll have to tune in and subscribe to find out. Uh, but I mean, it's uh, it's it's not good. It's not good. Not good. Trev, you've been on some bad teams. I have. Look, here's what I'll say about the A's. And I think this is kind of like what we'll always say about the A's until something crazy happens, until ownership changes, and, and maybe if they when they move, I don't know. But there are some young guys here with some talent. And are they going to be legitimate major leaguers? Yeah, they are. Are they going to keep them all together? Probably not. That's what we're thinking here. Although in, in years past, I think they've had – Probably a little bit more robust uh, farm system, more guys knocking on the door than they do right now. Um, you know, I think some of the one of the storylines uh, of this year for the A's is going to be like how how do those young guys perform in their second years? You know, we're talking about Ryan Nota, we're talking about Geloff, we're talking about Shea, we're even talking about Soderstrom. Like, can those guys take a step? And I was there at the debut of Soderstrom and Geloff. They. Um, we're making a big deal about Soderstrom catcher first base. This guy can hit his dad. He's like a legacy guy. His dad was a player. Uh, but Geloff was the one who just performed and he stayed up all, all year long, kind of a power speed combo guy at second base. He looks like uh, he's a, he's a baseball rat, man. He's flying around the field. He's not a big dude, but he's got power. I saw him. I think I saw him go oppo uh, in that right center gap in Oakland while I was there. He's, he's a fun player. I think, I think without a doubt, he's going to be a guy that we look at and we say, okay, like he's a big leaguer. Like this guy has a chance to be, he has a chance to have an all-star season. Like he's, he's, he's that good. He's got that kind of skills. Uh, the other guys, you know, Noda, we know he's a guy that can, you know, walk essentially. He's got a good swing, a short compact swing for a lefty. I think he's a legitimate big league hitter. Is he going to be a powerful first base type guy? Probably not. Uh, but although that could be in there, I think the biggest thing we have to look for in all these hitters is can Soderstrom come up and and kind of reignite his status as a guy that's knocking on door, going to be a fixture in the lineup. I think that, you know, that's kind of up in the air. You get knocked down your first year. A lot of things happen mentally for you. You got to go into the offseason with a different mindset, come back in, still maintain that confidence. Uh it's going to be an interesting year for them. I think we're going to see a lot of the young guys just come up and, and have a lot of leeway and, and, and playing time, and, and we're going to figure all this stuff out, I guess. Jim, what are you seeing from your A's? Uh, they're really young. I mean, that's like uh, the first thing I'm seeing is just I think that uh, 31 is the oldest age of uh, the starting nine they have on fan graphs listed. So super young team. Um I do like some elements. I mean, I like uh, Ruiz stealing bases. Like, that's a fun thing you can go watch. He broke Kenny Lofton's stolen base record for a rookie last year, and he missed a month doing it. Uh, they got him in the Brewers trade. Well, the Brewers and Braves three-way trade with the catchers. Uh, they got him. They gave him the full start last year. He did miss a month in July, sliding back on a pickoff. But he ran like crazy. He, he stole 67 bags. Um, which led the league, and uh, he was just behind Acuna, but he did miss a month. Uh, he stole 53% of the time he got on base. I was crunching some numbers, but that actually might be a little high because he probably went, stole second, and then stole third, and that would be one time on base. But it's around 50. If he got on base, he was stealing. 
They want the other numbers to be better. I read one line, uh, A's fans let me know, that said uh, he was surprisingly not good in the outfield, even though he's got such great speed. Seems like you can salvage that. Go look at JBJ. He didn't have great routes, but his speed got him there uh, when he was a, a youth. So I'll tune in if he's on bases. I like an instant threat to steal. I like that coming back in the game. And like, what else are you going to do? Estuary. Uh, that one, the pronunciation guide's not helping me there. Esteuri. I want to let people know we do have pronunciation guides on these sheets, and we're, we're working through it, people. Esteuri. Yeah. Don't let them know. We try our best, and that's all you can do in this life. And that's all the Oakland A's are going to do this year. And for me, I want to see, uh, watching the Oakland A's last year, you know, you looked on the field, and you'd see some of these top prospects, right? You see... You know, I've seen Langoliers around. He he was a part of some trades. Noda was getting on base. Your guy, Zach Galaw from my Vandy. The pitching was alarming. Like, it was kind of, oh, you know, I, I get. We're in a tough situation. We're moving the team. <laughs> like, we're, we're actually got so bad so we can move the team. But opportunities are going to come with offense, whether it's Rooker or whether it's like a J.J. Blade tapping into his first-round potential. and Something's going to click offensively with another one of the prospects. And I think the offense, it's not going to be pretty, but you're going to have days. The pitching was horrifying because even if their starter got them five innings cleanish, the lane in the bullpen was tough. And I, Trevor May was there, and I, I don't know if he was looking to get traded, but it ended up being his last season. He said, I'm just going to call it. Thanks. Uh, I think the exciting thing at the back of the bullpen this year for Oakland A's fans is Mason Miller. Uh, had a couple starts last year, actually seven shut against the Mariners, and then some forearm tightness. He comes back. They were using out of the pen. They're saying they're going to stick him uh, in the back end and kind of let him be the closer. He's got the stuff. Uh, I mean, the fastball's electric. You wonder if he focuses more on the, the slider. He threw the cutter a little bit. Do you find the mix in between those pitches? Is he going to use a changeup versus lefties? If he could be an exciting young closer on the back end for them, like you said, with Urseg, with Danny Jimenez, got Newcomb, these are actually guys that have thrown major league innings. So, you know, that's actually one of the patented. That's actually, shut up, you little dwarf. Whoa. One of the Oakland A's, I, was, I was thinking it. One of the Oakland A's secrets when their team is clicking, it feels like they have a bullpen where they can tap on a lot of arms. Last year, it was the opposite of that. It was like, okay, if our young players can give us anything offensively, if our young starters can give us anything offensively, well, now we're going to a bullpen that's even worse. <laughs> like, I think that was the most demoralizing thing. So if they can tap into something down there, I, I think that can change the team's mentality of not like, hey, if we can get it to the sixth inning and we got three guys we like, we can win a game today instead of like, even if we get it to the sixth inning. Like, remember Fuji thrown out of their pen early last year? It was a, He didn't know where the rock was going. That was kind of nuts. So I, I want to see them get a formula back there. Uh, you said talk about Mason Miller and his stuff. Uh, his slider numbers from last year are in, incredible. I mean, uh. A 118 batting average against and a 131 expected. And then a 147 slugging against his slider and a 178 expected. And he threw a decent amount of them. 23% of the time he threw a slider. 47% uh, whiff rate. So I'm pulling up videos of his slider right now because that excites me. 
Yeah, when he made his debut, I remember Pitching Ninja was just, you know, the the meme or the the gif where it's like the guy by his computer and it's soaked with, you know, you guys all know what it's soaked <laughs> Go on. With. That was Pitching Ninja when Miller made his debut last year. Uh, and yeah, a little bit of injuries there, but he he's a stud. I can't wait to watch him, especially out of the bullpen. I, I, I love that, dude. I know that pitchers don't necessarily like that because they want to be starters because we know how much money starters make. But as a fan... I love when starters go to the bullpen and just let it eat. I'm excited to see that. I will say that the A's last year, I've been on teams like this. This is how I know. The A's last year were the team that got you hot. If they came into town and your offense was struggling, boy, oh, boy, you left there feeling really good about yourself. I mean, that's not a good feeling to play with. So actually, the guys that put up good offensive numbers last year, I – I think you have to even put more credence into it because they were just they were losing every single game and that wears on you so so much. Yeah, I mean they're they're a great uh debate against expanding to more teams because they were a triple A team last year. It was year. bad. It was really bad. It was a different wanna, version of baseball. Not to knock all the players, you know, some of them don't deserve to be on a team like that. Some are getting a chance that they wouldn't get anywhere else. Yes. I want to ask you guys this. So we, we've seen this time and time again with the A's. Um, we look back, you know, five years after all these guys they've traded away, and we're like, can you believe that the A's had Matt Chapman, Matt Olson, uh, you know, Sean Murphy? The list goes on and on. Are we going to be saying that about anybody on this current roster? Like, it, like, are there those type of players on this roster or on the precipice of the big leagues? I. I don't know if we're there right now. I wouldn't I wouldn't go there and I I think it I with a caveat of like Matt Olson, you guys know where I stand on Matt Olson. Like I I th- he's on I think he's on a sneaky silly pace that got hidden while he was in in Oakland and now people are starting to starting to see it. Are you like, seen Hall of Fame? Matt Chapman, uh, your guy guy. His best year, he's going to win an MVP, platinum glove. Like I think the comparison I would make is kind of earlier in career Marcus Simeon. Like uh, I know Marcus where Marcus Simeon's gotten to now is is crazy, one of the best players, 200 million in the bag, but you know, he had to he put in a lot of work and got an opportunity at the big league level, which is the other side of what Jimmy was saying there, that some of these guys, and I don't know if it's if Langoliers getting the reps of being an everyday catcher, which not a lot of guys around the league get that opportunity. Like, he hit 22 bombs. If he takes a step up, is he a 30-homer catcher? Um, you know, whether it's your guy Gilloff or Noda had some awesome on-base stuff, like, Getting an opportunity at the major league level, like you've talked about, and I think it's something that opened up our eyes as we talked to more guys in baseball, opportunities aren't there for long, and it's kind of different for the A's. So you can learn, you can try new things that, yeah, in a couple years we'll be saying a couple of these guys, wow, <laughs> they, they just got traded. Let's see what they can do now. I, I do have one guy I want people to look out for. Um, I got to meet him during the All-Star week. And week, uh, he was there for the Futures game. Uh, Lawrence Butler, right? Uh, stud outfielder camp last year showed some power. Um, I think that if he gets some reps at the big league level, could be an impact type player. I'll say that. So watch out for him. Before we go to the over under, I have uh, two fun tidbits. One, there is a a real chance that uh, 
a player gets called up from the Las Vegas Aviators, or whatever they're called, uh, the AAA team for the A's, and then uh, goes to the Major League Baseball and sees less fans. This might be, you know, the first time a AAA team out attendances the Major League team. It was 6.8K last year versus 10K. Uh, it, was, it was like 6K versus 9K the year before. So that's something I'm watching for. That's uh, amazing if that happens. The other thing is, I was just looking at the A schedule. They have a doubleheader on the books. I've, I don't know when the last time we've wow. had a doubleheader like planned. I'm actually going to tweet it out right now and be like, what is this about? Okay. Um, day night or is it back to back? Back to back and it's a home game. So I'm guessing it's a way for them to like cook the books and get good attendance on. I don't think they give a shit about that anymore. So I don't know. I don't know. Okay. What is the over-under? We need a sound effect for the over-under, I Las Vegas starts getting attendance like that. They could get themselves a ball club. The DraftKings over-under is actually brought to you by DraftKings. Uh, And if you want to get in on this action, they're also... The NBA season is in full swing. They get... if. Get a bonus bet back up to $1,000 in the amount of your original bet if it doesn't hit. $5 minimum deposit and use code TALKIN. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code TALKIN. Uh, you'll get a no-sweat bet. That's a nice place to be. Uh, I don't know how much we'll be sweating out by the bay this year, but download DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code TALKIN. Trev, what do you think the over-under's at? And you're probably looking at it on the screen. I, I already saw it it's yeah. sitting at, I believe, 56 and a half last year. They went 50 and 112, but didn't they start out just like historically bad last year? They had the reverse. The Rays had an undefeated April. The Oakland A's they, had a defeated April. Then they had that win streak that took the world by storm and then just bad again. Unfortunately, I think Vegas knows what they're doing. That's a mm. pretty dang good number there. I think they do improve a little bit over that 50 and 112, 56 and a half. Sheesh. Quite a bit of room. Somebody else go first. I'm taking the under. <laughs> I'm taking the under. I mean, I don't see much. I don't see much desire to hit the over. It's just, they, it's they tough. want, it's they a want, situation. they want draft picks and they want to like, they're, they are looking at 2028. They want to get to Vegas with some guys. And we're still a pretty long ways away from that. Like, even the guys on this roster will be in their second Arb years by the time they're in Vegas, which means they're not going to Vegas. (laughs) Can I tell you something? I was daydreaming of the over. You know, I love the kids. You can stumble into 60 games in a major league season. I, I wanted to check because it deserves to be said this division's pretty good, right? Like, Texas Rangers just won it all. Houston wins it all every other year. Seattle's supposed to win it all, says their fans. The Angels, you look at the Angels roster and the Athletics roster next to each other, and it's like, oh, crap. Like, I thought I was about to give an argument, like, could these could the Athletics smell blood in the water with the Angels and try to chase them? No. No, I'm going under. Yeah, usually we say this is where exactly where they want to be, the Oakland A's underdogs. <laughs> They're under something. They're under something. I, I think I got, I'm taking the under as well. And, and you know, shout out Mark Kotze, man. You got to – it's not an easy thing to do. And all these players, I feel for you. You're in a very weird situation with what's going on with your ownership and the lo- relocation and all that. But it's sad, man. I hope you guys I hope you guys go out there and crush it. I am also taking the under. There's sometimes I feel physical pain and one is thinking about my baseball team being taken away from 
me. You know what I mean? I don't think that'll ever happen with yours. But if it did, like diehard A's fans for 50 years and now they're just leaving? Like, I don't know. I, I, I couldn't do that. Thanks for tuning in. Subscribe because we got 29 more of these coming your way. Shout out A's fans. For the eighth year in a row, buying a, just a little bit of Anduhar stock. <laughs> just a little bit. Anduhar. Gamma follows me on Instagram. We're boys. Hell yeah. I like him. How come he only likes the pics of you and Olivia together? Yeah, what's up with that, bro? Weird.